All right, we got the recording running. Nice to meet you, Shubham. Is that the, the way I should pronounce your name? Yeah, yeah, you are pronouncing it correct. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Um, welcome to the InterDapt podcast. And uh, please tell me a little bit about yourself and who you are and how you ended up here in this call. So uh, I'm a designer uh, at an academy and it's been like a, long journey uh seven years of experience in design and uh, recently like like last year i did your ux uh, certification so yeah so i started as a uh, design i like uh, did bachelor's in design so i learned about little much like how design works and everything and then i got like influenced by other designers like how they work and like animations and everything so uh, kind of uh, kind of an art lover and uh, then I started uh, like did some certification and design and everything and I started my career and now I'm uh, at an academy which is uh, a tech platform in India yeah. right yeah. I looked it up for a minute it looks quite exciting actually to yeah. be working at do you like it yeah actually <laughs> but a more like as a designer, it's always a pleasure to work something that you can show to people that you have done something, right. achieved something. So it's always been a, a challenge and uh, a pleasure to like work on apps and everything. Because in my, uh, like when I was in my first job, I used to uh, do creating web, web banners. And uh, because UI UX might not be the term, that time most of the designers like uh, developers and everything was there but not as the ux designer in back in 2016 so i didn't know about this but after mm -hmm. learning more about design and understanding about design recently everything is so pumped up as a ui ux designer if you want to do a ui ux course and everything you can join and number of uh, uh, like courses and everything is available so yeah, that's so, that. Yeah. What uh, what what brings you to to this call today? What was the reason you said like, well, you know what, I'm just gonna hit that button and talk to whoever this duck guy is. No, no, actually, your feed comes in my uh, LinkedIn, and I was wondering like, uh, how non-designers also able to create good a uh, UI and everything, uh, like not knowing a design much and they are able to create good portfolios and everything. So I was just wondering how, how this transition was because in my uh, course also, I was uh, uh, meet uh, non-designers. They were, didn't uh, know anything about Figma, didn't know about Photoshop, anything, but uh, at end of the course, they are able to create their portfolio visually appealing and everything. So I was little wonder by, like how, or maybe they saw some tutorials or maybe something, uh, but so as a, in, like as a uh, designer, it's always a challenge to prove yourself and it's always a challenge because uh, people might think this, this can be done with anyone um, from a um, college uh, going person. It also can do that. But I think design is a process. You understand more, the more you do. So yeah. That was our main question. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you're right about that. Design is a, is a process and a weird one at that. 
um, I think that actually goes for most things in life, right? If you keep exposing yourself to it, you can learn more about it and you'll uh, hopefully get better at it if you're open for changing the way you work and getting feedback. Yeah. Um, but coming back to your questions, how is it possible that non-designers create visually appealing portfolios? I think there's two sides to that because one side is, uh, I think it comes down to what your definition of a designer is first mm. and foremost. It's like, wh why do we call them non-designers? And second is that, uh, there are a tremendous amount of resources that help let's say non-designers, uh, reach a bare minimum of decent design, let's say. So it also kind of depends on what you think is high quality design mm. and what you think the responsibilities of a designer are, because it's quite easy to get some templates somewhere and start using those. Right. Um, so yeah, that's maybe my question to you is what, what, what do you, what, what's your definition of a designer? Uh, designer, like, uh, as a communicator can be someone who as a UX designer, obvious, it's always a good to have a communication skills and everything. So somewhere I lack in that, uh, I feel somewhat, I feel, uh, but as a designer, what I think is understanding the design, uh, languages and everything, like how colors and, uh, balance and everything is uh, sorted. So somewhere I think uh, that should be a minimum criteria to be a designer and people who understand the tools are might not able to create good design, but someone who, who uh, refers to resources and everything they can create. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think design is a very uh, broad term, but people yeah. name themselves designers. Mm -hmm. are, I think are specifically looking to, uh, create something new. I think that's the, the bare minimum. They're interested in creating something. And if you want to create something, there's a lot of angles you can take in order to kind of approach that. What I'm hearing you talk about is uh, visual design. So really the craft of defining beautiful things, let's say, right. Um, Correct. And then the other side to it, uh, if you're talking about UI UX design is the UX part is heavily research influenced. It's understanding people, it's like psychological and it's understanding problems. And because in, in product design or UX, uh, UI UX design, you'll meet a lot of people that are talking about solving problems. Yeah. And if you talk about any problem at some point, there is a human involved in that problem. Right. You're, you're doing something to help someone, uh, move along. Yeah. Correct. So yeah, there's so many things we can explore here. So let's see what, when you're talking about non-designers, what, uh, what, what are you worried about? So see, uh, uh, my, uh, my, my thinking is like, uh, uh, I know people are like doing, uh, uh, graduation in science and uh, CS or maybe some other fields and they are coming to design and uh, they are doing fairly well. Uh, so what's the, what what uh, is the key uh, point that 
can be a dif differentiator designer from a non-designer maybe uh, how 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 we can improve in uh, doing UX because uh, as my communication is something I, I lack so it's always a challenge for me I'm working on it uh, mm -hmm. yeah so uh, that's that's my concern regarding this right I can yeah. imagine it so what I'm hearing is you have a visual design background you love yeah. art you want to create yeah. beautiful things so yeah. there's a worry there that if other people can create beautiful things relatively easy it's gonna either make it much harder for you to excel or you know or to excel something else right or you need to kind of pivot yeah. um when i talk to designers uh, especially especially the ones with a visual background i think communication skills is one of the things i often see being a bit challenging because uh, a lot of uh, visual designers do have a tendency to be a bit introvert yeah i'm kind of uh, one of them yeah I, I can imagine that and there's nothing bad about it and i think the one harsh truth there is you want to overcome uh, anxiety or f like in public speaking or in being confident when you speak it's just yeah. getting a lot of uncomfortable exposure to it right so initiate those meetings and go go up on stage and talk about design and the first few times it's going to be awkward maybe you'll say something stupid but mm. I think the only way is uh, like the only way over is through you know it's like a bit of a, a battle I used to have quite a bit of issues with this myself when I was uh, younger because I, I I found public speaking very scary like incredibly mm -hmm. scary like sweat would be running down my neck and my hands would be shaking and uh, this is I don't want to put this as general advice but in my in my first few years of public speaking I always had a beer before I got on stage you know like I would always have a drink uh, not anymore though, because it became far less scary because, uh, I understand better what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And I'm trying to be honest about it. Um, so that's one thing, expose yourself mm -hmm. to, to the fear. That's, that's the best way to move forward and, uh, excelling as a designer, especially with a visual design background, I would invest, uh, you can take two angles. Either you start with business and you 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 learn more about how businesses work and what the uh, what the fears are of people running that business, because usually they want to initiate a certain design project or a solution because they uh, spotted an opportunity or a problem they want to solve, and nine out of ten times they come up with a solution that then involves you as a designer. Um, a key skill there as a designer is being able to talk to those people that initiate the whole line of communication All right. and really start asking them why they want to do this project. Because if you understand better, you might mm -hmm. be able to propose different solutions that help them better instead of right just doing whatever they think is right. That, that mm -hmm. usually puts you in a good position uh, with, with your peers at least. Uh, and the same goes, so that's the other side to the same coin is it's one thing to understand business, but that the other side of UX UI is really understanding the people who you're developing the solution for. Mm. 
and yeah, that that means uh, investing in research skills or or collaborating with researchers. And what you just said to me before the call uh, that you're moving to J.P. Morgan. So my expectation there is that that they have a, a quite a big uh, design community with a lot of researchers. So the first yeah. move that I would take when I enter that business is talk to your PM or your manager about what is the, the business challenge. And second, talk to those researchers and ask them, like, how would you approach this business challenge? And, mm -hmm. and then you suddenly cover a very broad uh, uh, space of, uh, of, of, yeah, what, what design constitutes and you can kind of navigate what you want to be focusing on and how. Yeah. Correct. Thanks for this advice. I will, I will try. Yeah. I will, I will do the same. I'll try to figure out who, who all are in my like team, all the researchers and everything. Try to figure out right. This. What what was the the hiring process like at JP Morgan? What what was the role they described? Uh it is a production designer. So uh it will be more based on uh marketing and branding. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So it is similar to my current uh position. So it's communication heavy. Uh yeah. A lot. Is it internal communication or external? External. 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 So you're, you're probably going to be communicating about services and products that JP Morgan is working on. Yeah. Uh, towards maybe partners or uh, directly to customers. So right. these are already bringing interesting questions to my mind, at least. Is okay. What is what is the tone of voice that they think is uh, needed? versus what does that uh, the target user group let's say what are they sensitive to and how, what are they looking for what are their issues they're trying to solve and then you can build that bridge again from business to the target group with your designs you know yeah yeah that yeah that that will work yeah yes uh, so uh i just wanted to know about you more like how you came into design and how you become a UI UX designer at what, what point you think I'm, I've achieved something in my life and now I can explore new opportunities. Yeah, that brings me way back, man. I started designing very early, but professionally I started about 12 or 13 years ago as a visual designer first. Mm -hmm. After two years of visual design, I was kind of at the point where you are now like, okay, how do I move forward and stand out as a designer? So I felt like I could create good looking things, but I wasn't sure how to make an impact. And that's when I reached out, uh, but actually I didn't reach out. Uh, a UX designer reached out to me because he said, okay, I think you make good looking stuff, but I can make you, I can help you make smart things. So we collaborated for a while on some projects and they became quite successful. And he taught me the first ropes of doing research, user research. Mm -hmm. And uh, something to just kind of clicked. So I started planning my own kind of educational path. Mm -hmm. uh, what helped me a lot there was setting a really far goal because I'm a bit of a dreamer. I like having future goals. 
And by setting that goal, I was able to cut it up into smaller pieces to define what I wanted to learn. And yeah. uh, after doing that for three years, I I knew enough about research and visual design to talk my way into another company called Exibia. It's oh. our uh, global IT consultancy. Uh, in the in the started in the Netherlands, but they're worldwide now. They also have a huge. Uh, I think like 4,000 people working in India mm-hmm. uh, and worldwide there are about eight or 9,000 people now. And they, they offered me so many opportunities to learn more about business. And that's when I started feeling very confident because they felt confident with me, you know? So they trusted my research and design capabilities and they allowed me to train with people like uh, Jeff Sutherland, the original, uh, one of the original founders of Scrum, and they allowed me to train with Jake Knapp, uh, you know, from the design sprint uh, at Google Ventures before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started doing my work for corporates. I used to do it for startups and scale-ups before I moved to Exibia. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, over time, it just became more confident because I was able to keep exposing myself to things I found very scary. You know, I yeah. I started as this solo designer at a small agency and then gradually moved my way up to places with hundreds or thousands of people. Yeah. So I think being very conscious about that is incredibly important. Uh, having that future vision. And one of the things that that also helped me was picking out a few designers or design leaders in the world that I really look up to. And I try to define those every once in a while just to reflect on my, uh, to reflect on my own work. Yeah. So... Uh, for example, I, I I was always a big fan of Tobias uh, von Schneider, German designer, original designer of the uh, of Spotify. He writes mm-hmm. cool stuff. He makes beautiful things. Uh, but I'm also a big fan of uh, Tom Kerwin, and he's not really a visual designer per se, but he is a very he's a strategic designer, and he knows a lot about business and research, and he writes these great articles. And, you know, I read his stuff all the time and it helps me paint a picture of what kind of designer I want to be. So that's, that's kind of how I got into design. Yeah. Nice. It was nice story. Actually, it is kind of similar to mine, uh, Mm -hmm. because I also started from a, a individual designer and then I joined like multiple designers team. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can move forward. Sure. Do you have any? Yeah, yeah. You can ask me anything. Now, I'm curious about your about whether this answered your question, and uh, and of course, what's your what, what's another question you brought to the table? Uh, uh like how uh design uh visual design like in UI how UI is uh pal parallelly important with UX what do you think like most of the people do like as a UX designer people do UX and then it shifted to UI so uh, 
it is easy to create UIs and doing UX is something that very something is very different and tough also. I, I think somewhere I think. You know, honestly, I think creating great UIs is incredibly hard. I think it depends really on what your criteria for quality design are. Mm -hmm. I think it's easy. The easy part is copying existing patterns and styles and reusing that hopefully in a, in a valuable way. That's the relatively easy part to do. Mm -hmm. But innovating on visual design, that's really hard, right? Because it requires you to have so much experience and confidence that you're going to try new things and be judged for it. Yeah. Um, that is almost going into the art space again. Like, even though it's functional, it's uh, it's challenging because you, you're trying to break uh, people's habits on how they interact with products or uh, websites or whatnot. I don't, so there, there will be a lot of different opinions on what is more important. I'm kind of in the, in the camp of everything is equally important. Yeah. It's like, you cannot have great UI without great UX. You cannot build a great solution without understanding problems thoroughly. It's like, you cannot have a, a successful business if you don't understand business. You know, you cannot have a good product if you don't understand good product. It's like, the, I think we should take it all serious. We should take engineering serious. We should take product management serious. We should take finance serious. Uh, in some cases, you need to take legal, like uh, very serious, because you might be working with JP Morgan, for example the way you communicate or build things may affect how how people view this you know huge i don't know are they even still a bank like it's much bigger than that right yeah. um but it it like there will be implications for them because so many people look at this company and um, let's say you accidentally leak client information it's, it's mm. like something that can happen, but at the scale of JP Morgan, that would be, oh my God, that would be disastrous, you know? Yeah. Um, and as a designer, you get to touch all of these aspects of, of the company. Like the, the higher you grow, the more connected you get to the bigger problems you get to solve, especially yeah. if you want to work on products and interfaces you're, you're going to be allowed to see private data or very sensitive private data, let's say now work with that. So your responsibilities yeah. grow and, um, in the end, it's all important, at least for the success of a product and a business. And mm -hmm. what you need to define for yourself first is probably what do you want to really get good at? Is it solving problems or is it creating interfaces or is it doing research and understanding problems or maybe it's all of those things but which which discipline will you pick first you, know, you need to i think have a, a sense of priority of how you want to navigate as a designer because yeah. it will also depend on bottom line what kind of gives you energy and makes you happy yeah so, yeah, 
And what's your advice to new uh, designers who uh, are new in UI UX or maybe visual design? What's your advice? Yeah, so you're you're going to work in a communication and marketing role, but what I'm yeah. hearing is you you would like to move towards product. Yeah. So ideally, you're working on like software or uh, or websites. Yeah. On apps and like creating apps and everything. Right. Well, my advice to you would be once you go into JP Morgan, go mm -hmm. and talk to those departments and the people working there. Like that, mm -hmm. that would be step one, right? Yeah. You just yeah. build relationships. Yes. Yes. I think that is, that's the absolute minimum. And then the second part would be uh, eventually you need to show them that you have at least uh, you, know, you have what it takes to become a good product designer. Yeah. And this is where personal branding is actually quite important because you can sell yourself as an interface designer. You can sell yourself as a researcher. You can also sell yourself as uh, a more of a generalist who, who tries to work throughout the whole process. Yeah. But you, you have to imagine these new uh, people like product managers or uh, pro people working in product departments, you have to consider them as your target group, let's say, or your personal brand. So which questions do they have and how can you answer them? It's almost like a personal research objective. Maybe you should go and talk to them, ask them mm -hmm. what they look for in a product designer mm -hmm. and then brand yourself in that way. Mm. Yeah. Yes, good. So actually the thing is, uh, when I joined this course, uh, during that uh, time, I was not very happy with the what, what they were teaching because I was not getting like, it was like we are doing everything and uh, after end of the day, it is named on the institute. So uh, it is like, it, it, it process can be like self-learned but uh, I was not happy with the uh, course whatever they have provided but somewhere I think uh, research can be uh, something that comes inside like what question needs to be asked and what is the right amount of questions like you can't ask 50 questions to a personal interview mm -hmm. so obviously that that what how how uh, to develop that sense that this question needs to be uh, ask first and this is this will go uh, and change the way of product will work um, so what you're talking about is uh, uh, user interviews and usability tests so these are methods to do research what's yeah. what lies in front before that is actually having a clear research objective so mm -hmm. the question the first question is actually not towards users. The first question is always towards the team or the business yeah. asking, what do we exactly want to learn and why? Because the answer to that will define which questions you need to prioritize and which methods you need to prioritize in order to, to actually learn the things that you need to. Mm -hmm. uh, this is something I see go wrong in, uh, 
let's say a lot of places that aren't very design mature yet is that yeah. uh, research is sometimes seen as uh, just doing interviews or just doing uh, just bringing design to users and while you may learn some surface level basic things mm -hmm. uh, it hardly ever gets you anything very insightful because you you haven't prepared for the right question like you said yeah. so step one is getting that research objective properly framed and uh, if you're looking for courses or uh, workshops, I think I would recommend having a look at Hyper Island. Uh, Hi oh, yeah, Hyper Island is a, a institution with a lot of different design uh, studies, courses, workshops, uh, all kinds of stuff, uh, both mm -hmm. in real life and also online. But their mm -hmm. curriculum is usually pretty well founded and they will, I'm, I'm not sure what their curriculum on, on research is at the moment, but I would have a, I would have a look there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for this, uh, recommendation. I will, I will definitely search. Can I ask what, what workshop or course you did before? What, what was it? It was offline, uh, from Bangalore, India, uh, a design board. From design board I did and it okay. took around five months I guess yeah right okay so it is quite extensive yeah um, yeah so Hyper Island I've seen them do like really like short workshops all the way to full-time studies so there's it's it's quite diverse um, have a look there what what you can also do there's a guy on LinkedIn called uh I hope I pronounced this right. Is Joe Natoli? Um, yeah, you've seen him. Yeah, he gives. Uh, he does. He's shaping a, a research course at the moment, mm -hmm. so maybe look at uh, check in with him as well. All right, all right. I'll do do check. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and there are some other resources also like this. Uh, um, Chris do usually post about UX and client conversations and everything i saw that also and yeah yeah and and of course uh what's popping in my mind now is you you want to dive really deep into research just go and read and watch everything from the nielsen and norman group and they do i think they have courses and workshops as well yeah the have you heard of them before nielsen and norman yeah yeah i i Checked on uh, LinkedIn. Most of the time, I was like just scrolling and uh, looking what mm -hmm. people doing on LinkedIn, how they are becoming better UX designer, and what's all the the, the processes they are following to become a UX designer, right. better UX. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Nielsen and Norman Group has very interesting resources, and uh, uh, also Jared Spool does some uh, interesting work. I like some of his work. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, um, I always forget her real name, but she calls herself the Mary Poppins of UX. Uh, okay. If you Google that on LinkedIn, you'll find her. Oh, wait, let me quickly look up her, her real name. Uh, Mary Poppins of UX. I think it's such a brilliant 
Oh yeah, uh, she's called Debbie Levitt. Debbie Levitt. Okay. Yeah. I I I mean I've never spoken to her in real life, but I consider her to be painfully honest. So I think we can all learn a lot from her. <laughs> yeah, sure. So uh, I just I just uh, had one more uh, question. So the thing is, uh, as you as an experienced designer, as you are experienced designer, what what challenges you feel? that is something uh, that didn't come usual on a usual day. Like if you are working on something that obviously become a habit for you to like, uh, it is a process for you to like, this is how I will be uh, working on any project or something. So what's your uh, thoughts before starting any project? Like this, this is challenge or this is challenging and uh, this is not like something like that. Earlier how you started with like understanding the product and then moving forward with it. Yeah. So when I just started out doing research, what was really challenging for me is <laughs> defining the right questions to ask mm -hmm. because I didn't know much about business. I also didn't know that much about people, you know, so, um, like I, I just told you a little bit about this as well, but I, I wasn't clear on my research objectives and which methods I could use to get my answers. So mm -hmm. I used to default a lot to doing interviews and usability tests for almost anything. Uh, okay. One of the things I learned the hard way is that uh, people rarely tell you what they what they will actually do like the things people say and do are very different so uh, i started learning more about observing rather than asking questions as well if you if you can observe people work in their natural environment without disturbing them too much like they they lower their guards you get to see far more and learn far more about their behavior than when you're asking them questions, they have to rationalize, right? So one of the thing, yeah, that's one of the things I found challenging is making a distinction between what answers I can, or what questions I can actually just ask someone versus when I should just be looking at what they do. Mm -hmm. um, and the second thing I found very challenging wasn't per se on the research for a product or service itself, uh, but was actually communicating learnings towards my team and involving them in, in the research. Because in some cases you'll be working in teams that don't appreciate research or haven't seen its value before, or they have bad experiences with people that didn't do research well. Mm -hmm. uh, in some cases, um, you'll be, you might end up in teams that, like I said, are not very design mature. So they do a research with the idea, with the thinking or the idea that it should just be interviews. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you, you will be constantly faced with changing people's behavior in the business. So communicating yeah. why something is important is is a is a very good skill to have it's a essential skill to have and mm -hmm. uh i think the only way to get good at communicating what needs to happen 
is one, again, get exposed to saying stupid things and learning from it. Mm -hmm. And two is focus really deeply on the problems you have observed and, and share those problems the way you've observed them. Um, mm -hmm. because if, if you, instead of offering a solution, so instead of offering research, if you can first identify a problem, you, it is easier usually to get mm -hmm. a mandate for solving the problem. And then yeah. you can solve it any way you see fit. You can do research, you can design something, you can maybe do a test, you know? Yeah. Yeah, got it, got it. So, yeah, communication is the hardest part, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I found it like, uh, it's I, I think it's the main uh, part because if you're not communicating it in a proper way, you're, you won't get the answers right, yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Do you have that... any uh, any more questions for me? Uh, no. I, as of now, I don't have any. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, then, uh, it was uh, it was my pleasure talking to you. And um, is it okay if I tag you in the in wherever I publish this? Sure. Sure. No problem. Yeah. yeah we can. Do cool. Yeah. Then your face is going to blow up all over the internet. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, you know what? If you ever feel like you have more questions, you want to have a call, chat, uh, on or offline. If you're in Amsterdam, come visit. Uh, always happy sure. to uh, to have a chat. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'll let you know about what, what challenges I will face and let you know about that also. Yeah. Cool. Great, Shivam. Then uh, it was nice talking to you, and uh, hopefully to uh, till another time. See, thank you. Bye bye. Take care. Cheers, man. Bye bye. Bye bye.